This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm back for New Music Friday. I've been out for the past several weeks helping NPR's all-Latino podcast relaunch. In fact, one of their hosts, Ana Maria Sayer, is here with us this week. Hey, Ana Maria. Hey, how's it going, Robin? It's going great. I'm also here with contributor Serena Turos. Hey, Robin. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. What's up, Robin? It's October 21st. We're sharing the best releases out today, starting with the new Taylor Swift album. It's called Midnights. This is the opening cut, Lavender Haze. Staring at the ceiling with you Oh, you don't ever say too much And you don't really read into My melancholy I've been under scrutiny Yeah, oh yeah You handle it beautifully Yeah, oh yeah All this shit is new to me Yeah, oh yeah Swift, it's really interesting as she has evolved over the years. I think that this album specifically, I'm hearing honestly a lot of 1989 in many ways is really what it felt reminiscent of to me if I had to think back to her career. It's almost like 1989 kind of placed in today's sound with a little more synthetic, a little more electronic. And so I thought that that was really interesting to hear. She's definitely, I think you can hear she's more settled as a person than she once was. I think she's leaning into topics that are more consistent with where she's at now around mental health and the years and years and years of fame that she has at this point. But I think overall, it's it's one of those albums that I'm still kind of waiting to let it set a little bit. I am, I'm still like... Where does it sit in the in the canon, the Taylor Swift larger body? I don't know. I, I don't know where it will land. Yeah, I actually love how her sound has continued to evolve and I think mature over the last several records. This this whole album is very mid-tempo. It's pretty overcast. There are no real bangers or massive drops or anything like that. There's more introspection. It's a little darker. And, you know, I'm not a I'm not a lifelong Taylor Swift fan. I, I wasn't a massive fan of her early records, but the, this record and the last couple records, I am totally in. I love this version of Taylor. But I don't know. I, I'll be curious to hear what more lifelong fans think about this. Like you say, Anna Maria, where this falls in her canon. I mean, as someone who had her very first three CDs, bought them at Target with my sister, I feel like... <laughs> I am still kind of always going back and chasing those big melodic moments that she had, and she doesn't really give them to us anymore, which is just something, you know, I personally have to deal with. It's not a fault of hers. You know, she said that Midnight's was going to be the tale of 13 sleepless nights over her career. These are new songs that she wrote, even if they're about past times in her life. 
But I was hoping that she would maybe take a sharper pen to what she experienced and to recontextualize a lot of that. I feel like she is leaning into this sound completely. You know, I was really surprised by some of the darker moments, like on the song Vigilante Shit. I don't start shit, but I can tell you how it ends. Don't get sad, get even. So on the weekends, I don't dress for friends. You know, she talks about how sweet it is to get revenge. And, you know, I was surprised to hear that coming from her, but I did believe it. You know, there's another song called Karma, where she talks about the comfort she finds in payback. Yeah, I mean, for moments that did work for me on the record, I actually really liked the second to last song, Sweet Nothing. They said the end is coming, everyone's up to something. I found myself around and onto your sweet nothing. To me, the song Sweet Nothing almost sounds like if she had tried again to capture the feelings of the song Delicate from Reputation. And I really loved the line that you must like me for me if he can ignore all of the other things that are going on in her life where people say mean things about her and here she's saying that she likes best about him is that he doesn't ask anything of her. Sweet nothing. I loved the wordplay there. We could spend the whole show talking about this Taylor record and all the things there are to dig into with it. Have you all been following like some of the theories online leading up to the release? Like the numerology, how she's going to be 12,000 days old exactly. When, when this, <laughs> I, I, I love stuff like that. You know, like people were saying, well, why are there 13 tracks then? Well, one plus two plus zero plus zero, 12 o'clock, that equals 13, you know? And it's also been, I love that because, you know, there is just so little mystery left in life. And it, it reminded me of the days when nobody heard anything except for a single that was maybe played on the radio until the record came out. And there were all these, like, theories about what was really going on and all the little Easter eggs that were hidden in it. And I love that she's able to generate that kind of excitement. No theory, I think, is ever too out there because she goes all the way out there with her Easter eggs. She's like, I will completely maintain the absolute ridiculousness of all of this, which is really fun. Taylor Swift, her new one is called Midnights. Let's go next to the British rapper Loyal Carner. He's back with a new album called Hugo. This is the opening cut, Hate. Let me tell you what I hate Everything I ain't Everything I done Everything I break I hate the way that you were saying I'd be great Straight, let me tell you what I love That there's no one above The thought it is what it is Shit, same thought it was what it was yeah, I'm like the dove that had flew Too close to the sun and he knew Deep down there was nothing he could do It's fuck because the sun was you uh. It's 
still I tell you what I hate though The same fellas getting bodied by the plain clothes The same niggas that will follow on the rainbows Very same boys that will follow on the way home Yeah, either your jacket or your raincoat Trying to take something that ain't dope, it's painful The times wish I had a guardian angel To help me with the brothers are shameful But still I love the rainfall That is Loyal Carner, real name Benjamin Gerard, Coyle Larner. This is his new album, Hugo. I am a huge fan of the UK hip-hop scene. And my compatriots here in my generation doesn't seem to like like UK hip-hop, maybe because of the accent, but I I don't know why. I I really enjoy the accents in MC, especially Loyal Carner. I'm totally taken with the accent, too. I always love it. Yeah. His debut album, Yesterday's Gone... From 2017, garnering a nomination for Mercury Prize. He's also nominated for two Brit Awards. And this album, Hugo, really explores his identity a lot, his mixed race identity. He's uh, half Guyanese and white. And throughout the album, he really explores that on many tracks, including the track Georgetown, which he um, incorporates a sample from the poet who's also half Guyanese, John Agard. And when moon begin to glow, I half cast human being, cast half a shadow. Who really used the term half cast, which is apparently a British slur for mixed individuals in, in England. Yeah, Loyal Carner's previous record, Not Waving But Drowning, we covered on the show, and it was just so chill. Like, I looked over my notes from that time, and I just said, wow, this is just full of so much warmth and love, and it's inviting. And this new record hits so much harder. It's just a lot of, a lot of heavy stuff he faces head on. Ah, cooking up the chips in the tallow Invisibility cloak like the hollows Black like tobacco Black like the lungs that my dad smoked away In the days that the hate stayed narrow Here in the States of Black in England is this still the stereotype that you can't be seen other than outside these spaces Growing up that way Not knowing where you fit in And trying to like, well, am I black? Well, the, the black people don't accept me The white people won't even look at me I'm not mixed race, but I can understand that from the perspective of being someone who's black who grew up liking things that weren't normal for a black person. Like, I was listening to R.E.M., I was listening to Sex Pistols and people who I questioned my race, whether I was black enough. So I could really relate to what he was going through being mixed race in England. He also has ADHD, and he's very open about how he struggles with living with that. And he talks a bit about that on a song called Nobody Knows. I told the black man he didn't understand. I reached the white man, he wouldn't take my hand. I sat alone in the shadows of a man with my eyes closed. Told myself I should have ran, I'm the boss. And I'm supposed to have a plan. But can't think till I figure who I am. Are you lost, huh? Or are you just another man? Sitting in my sunshine, trying to catch a tan. Listen, outside, I can... Loyal Carners, the singer and rapper. His new album is called Hugo. Let's do one more before we take a quick break. This is from Don Richard and Spencer Zahn. Their album together is called Pigments. This is the song Cerulean. Much of this record from Don Richard and Spencer Zahn is uh, pretty languid and dreamy, but some of the tracks do get a little bit bigger. Let's jump ahead here on this song, Cerulean, so you can hear where it goes. Oh, 
Don Richard and Spencer Zahn. I mean, listen to that. Like, their names just sound good together. <laughs> and so do their musical sensibilities. Like, she's the multi-hyphenate from New Orleans who's trying to push that scene into the future. He's the composer and producer. And this album is meant to be listened to as one piece, even as they've divided it up into song names, named after different colored pigments. You know, Don's whole career has kind of been about putting herself into the picture, about saying that, like, electronic music is black music, that dance music is black music. Here she is kind of saying, like, my black voice is now a classical voice, too. You know, she said that it felt like the tools that she and other people were dealt with weren't that shiny, so here they are painting with broken brushes. There's so much now in the neoclassical, contemporary classical scene in common with electronic music. Like, this doesn't feel like much of a reach to me to put these two in collaboration. Even that song Cerulean we were just listening to, there's this tension that keeps building, it builds to a frenzy and a release. And I mean, that's what electronic music does. I really love the song Vantablack, which is named after the pigment that when they created it, in the 2010s was the blackest pigment ever made. It might ring a bell if you were following some of the controversies of Anish Kapoor, who bought exclusive rights to it. Kind of an ode to brown skin and its rarity and its beauty. I loved what you said about thinking of of classical and electronic as aligned in these ways, because I think a lot of times you have to play with the boundaries of what is classical and what is, you know, fits within each genre. And you have to pull in your experiences in unique ways and, and using unique sounds in the genre. So I think that that's a really cool parallel, too. The evolution of Don Richard is truly amazing. An artist that really deserves more attention in, in the mainstream is what she has done. I got a chance to have a conversation with some of our other radio folks with her, and her spirit is just so beautiful. But when I heard the song Sandstone, I don't know, I was probably in an emotional state, burnt out. Her voice kicked in, and I started tearing up. Like, it was just, like, from her last album, which was, like, Bust It For Me and all that, and this one was just truly an emotional record for me. I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was like, oh, this is some interesting stuff. She's taking different, but it was really when you sit down and really, truly turn everything off the phone and everything, and just sit down and listen to this. This is really an album that really pulls at the emotions, at least for me it did. And that Sandstone track was the one that really, I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I like teared up for a song. I mean, in that song she sings, I want to see the world through your eyes. I feel like it's the total opposite. Like I'm ready to see the world through hers. Don Richard and Spencer's on together on the album called Pigments. It's uh, another busy release week, and we do have several more albums that we want to flag for you. But first, we need to take a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mass Mutual. According to Calendar.com, the average person schedules just 4.5 hours per year on finances. Mass Mutual gets it. Life is busy. If you can't find time to plan your financial future, find someone who can like a mass mutual financial professional. 
For the last 170 years, they've helped people plan for retirement, college tuition, and any other short- or long-term financial goals. Learn more at MassMutual.com. If you're a business owner, you know these sounds mean sales. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. Whether you're fulfilling orders from your home office or warehouse, Stamps.com helps you stress less about mailing and shipping and spend more time doing what you love most. Listening to ASMR. I mean, growing your business. But as you grow, so does the need for efficiency. Stamps.com simplifies your shipping and mailing process. Import orders from wherever you sell online. Find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times. Instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers. And buy shipping and mailing supplies when you run low. Save time and money on mailing and shipping. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog, too. Lagunitas Brewing Company. Because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ana Maria Sayer, Serena Toros, and Tariq Moody. And we're looking at the best albums out today on October 21st. We start the second half of the show off with the singer Ile. Her new album is called Nakarile. This is the song Ningun Lugar. Estoy peleando con dos lados de mí Que caminan sobre una cuerda floja Quieren respuestas que no se contestar Y todo lo que soy se descontrola Me muevo por corriente sin dirección I actually was talking yesterday to her teacher at the conservatory in Puerto Rico and she was talking about how Ile was one of her most gifted promising students that she worked with so she started in more of a hip-hop space but also has a lot of classical training she has been all over the map musically honestly she grew up as the youngest sibling within the hip-hop group Calle 13 which was huge in Puerto Rico with super talented musically gifted brothers in their own right her coming into her own as a solo artist, now on her third album, it's really amazing to see the ways that she is evolving and playing with things. It's beautiful and, and it's eclectic and diverse and so robust in its sound, but it's also like a little like unresolved at moments. It's a little uncertain and I really 
love that she's willing to kind of leave that all out there. Yeah, I mean, her last album, 2019's Almadura, was kind of more, like, rhythmically focused. And this one feels, like, so much freer and looser. It almost kind of feels to me like a transitionary album where you can hear something growing and changing and you're almost more excited than ever to see like what the next step in the evolution is gonna be i feel like this one really does have it all like there's that like tougher take no prisoners spirit on songs like algo bonito and uh, traguito which is a duet with mon lafer salud mis amores que beber es un placer como también es un derecho para arrancarnos del pecho dolores que no hay que soportar really love how these older traditional sounds come together so beautifully with new sounds. It's just so seamless, like it was always meant to be. Ana Marie, you've got a conversation with Ile that uh, just went up this week from Alt Latino. I think you can feel in the interview the very methodical, melancholic, chill vibes of the record. That's just like really her essence in many ways. Like speaking to her, it's almost calming. There's something there that she's grounded in in so many eons of, of wisdom, I think. And so, yeah, that came this week, which is awesome. Yeah, great conversation. Everyone should check out. Ile is the singer. Her really beautiful new album is called Nakarire. Let's go next to Nick Hakim. He's a Brooklyn-based artist we've covered a good bit. He's got a new album out today called Cometa. This is the song Feeling Myself. Feeling myself, I'm feeling myself. Feeling so good under your spell. Feeling my face is nothing below me. Nick Hakim is a singer-songwriter that hit the scene with his impressive debut album, Green Twins, which garnered a lot of critical praise from maybe from The Guardian to Vice and even NPR. He also did a Tiny Desk concert, which Issa Rae called one of her favorite Tiny Desk concerts. Kometa is an album all about love and romance. There's a lot of sensuality on this album. And he really carries that brand of psychedelic soul and R&B with this record. Like, some of the tracks even remind me of Prince and D'Angelo. He's really came in his own with his, with his voice on this record. That's funny, because I kept thinking Elliot Smith or even Sparkle Horse. Not in the music, but I, I, I'm just such a sucker for voices that are recorded really close on the mic. You know, like, you mm-hmm. wouldn't hear them if they weren't right on the mic. And that's kind of how Elliot Smith and Sparkle Horse, Mark Link, is... They would layer their vocals that way, you know, incredibly intimate sound right up front. You know, I think it's a lot harder to find that balance in the mix with something like this than you would think. And this music is, it's laid back, but it's not like checked out. 
you know, the focus of the album is love, but it's also kind of about trying to be present on, you know, songs like Something, where he's just saying that he's still trying to feel alive. of the album, Cometa, which means kite in Spanish, I'm thinking about this image of him floating away, and he sings about it like it's a good thing on songs like M1 and Slid Under. But I feel like more often the story of the album is about the way that love grounds us and roots us in the present and like pulls us back down to earth when it's so much easier to drift away in life's distractions. That's 100% what I was feeling too. It's like every single piece of the album points to kind of like the ethereal and a little bit of like a looser experience but there's nothing convincing me that he himself is not grounded in these thoughts and these feelings and I think it's really interesting too to like be at a point now where we're enough removed from the depths of the pandemic right where like some artists are now creating more and more and more and creating a distance from that space and to see like where they're going and, and the clarity and the sense of self that they're now presenting in their work that maybe was absent from a pandemic record, let's say. And so I think that this is an excellent example of that where he really feels like he has come into himself. And yes, he's talking about love, but not in, in all of these incredibly explicit terms like he needs to put it out there to feel that he believes it. It's very much like we're on the journey of, of experiencing it in whatever way you need to experience it. And in that sense, he doesn't have to convince you of anything because he knows who he is and, and that's present in the music. Serena, you mentioned the production. It is so cool across this record how everything is just a little off. You know, the beats don't always come in quite when you expect and the melodies don't quite go in the direction you assume they're going to go. And the voice is processed in a surprising way. The opening song, Ani, towards the end of it, it just all falls apart in this really beautiful way. I mean, I could listen to a straight hour of that and be perfectly fine. <laughs> I, I, that would be a very complete record for me. <laughs> Nick Hakim, his new album is called Cometa. As always, it's another super busy release week with way more music than we can fit in a single show. But we do quickly want to flag a few other releases out today that you should know about. Serena, we'll start with you. Tegan and Sarah are back today with their 10th album. God, that makes me feel wow. old. It's called Cry Baby. And it's their first album of newly written material since 2016. They kind of took a break and they went back and revisited some of their unreleased music of high school in between. And I was curious, like, what lessons they would take from that exercise. And here, Crybaby is, like, glitchier and more vocally processed and keyboard sample based than ever. Used to cry, but now I know I Tariq. My album is also the 10th album from the producer artist known as Bibio. His album's titled Bib 10 
I became a fan of his when his, his track Lover's Carvings came out and it started with his guitar and I'm like, oh, this is so pretty and all of a sudden it becomes this completely different track. It's best known for really blending hip-hop and indie pop and soul and funk and even a little bit of folk and he really brought in different elements from the 60s and 70s and 80s to really craft a unique sound for his 10th studio record. So many records out today. A new one from Carly Rae Jepsen we didn't talk about. The Loneliest Time, that's out now. There's a new one from Babyface called Girls Night Out. But I'm going to flag a new one out today from Frankie Cosmos. This is a, a band fronted by Greta Klein. They make just this wonderfully breezy, jangly guitar rock that feels a little out of time, but also just completely evergreen. Their new album, it's their fifth one out now on Sub Pop, is called Inner World Peace from Frankie Cosmos. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ana Maria Sayer, Serena Turos, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our show was edited and mixed by Ron Scalzo. It was produced with help from Bob Boylan. Our VP for music and visuals at NPR is Keith Jenkins. As always, if you want to hear full versions of the songs we played, along with a ton of new singles that dropped this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music or Spotify. If you haven't already, sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, playlists, features, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And I want to give a special thanks to NPR Stephen Thompson for filling in for me these past several weeks. Couldn't have done it without you, buddy. For NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.